Okay. We are beginning now the fourth section of the entire work of Tanya, which is called Igeris HaKodesh, which is a collection of letters that were added to the Tanya by the author's sons after his passing. These were all various letters written by the Altareva that were gathered together and that were published as part of the Tanya. And in this first letter, it actually was written in three stages. The first part of it was written when the Altareva decided to make the journey to study by the Magad of Mezrich. He presented his students with the first section of this. The second stage was when the Rebbe returned from Mizrich, having had revealed to him by the Magid his own spiritual identity, the purpose of his holy soul's descent into the world, the great responsibility, the great danger of his mission. And that is when the Rebbe wrote the second part of this letter. And the third part of the letter was written after he began to fulfill his mission and he had his students, the young married students, settle in the various towns and villages to spread and convey the Hasidic teachings, he added the last three parts of the letter, the last three paragraphs, to realize with Hashem's help, with God's help, the inner intent of his soul's ascent into the world. So this is a letter we're beginning to learn today, where the Rebbe opens up by thanking God for the good News and what is truly good in our world is Tyra. And God's Tyra in its wholeness and its perfection, meaning the completion of the whole Talmud in its entirety, in most of the towns and congregations of the followers of the Rebbe. The Rebbe has tremendous gratitude for this accomplishment and a request for the future that they should continue from year to year to continue to do this and to make known to man the might of the oral Torah and the greatness of its power. The oral Torah, spiritually speaking, comes from the energy, from the divine attributes of God's givura, God's might, God's strength. It says the written Torah is from the kindnesses and the oral Torah is from the strength because both it comes from the attribute of understanding which aligns with strength because it comes from sovereignty, which aligns with strength. But in the oral Torah is the strength of God's Torah. So by learning the Talmud, the ultimate embodiment of the oral Torah, this is how we access the strength of Torah. And this strength strengthens the soul of the Jew. As the verse says, as King Solomon said, she girds her loins with strength. Now, the loins are the underframe that support the body, including supporting the head that's positioned over them. And they lead and bring the body to desired destination. So just as it's so with the physical body, so it is with the spirituality of the divine soul, that the soul's loins support and lead the body and the head of the soul to its desired spiritual destination. So what are the loins of the soul? True belief in God. True belief in the oneness of God that God permeates all of the world, God encompasses all of the world, that there's no place devoid of God, limitlessly above, limitlessly below, in all directions, 
That's all on a spatial level. So too in the dimensions of time, in the dimensions of soul, in all of these three dimensions of creation, the one God is infinite within and transcending the realm of space, the realm of time, the realm of life. This faith, this belief in God, is the loin which uphold and sustain the head. The head meaning the intellect that's contemplating on the greatness of the infinity of God in these dimensions of world and year and soul. So the faith is sustaining the head because the foundation of your comprehension of God's greatness is your belief in his unity. And it explains, they just say that one hour of repentance and good deeds in this world surpass all of the life of the world to come. Because the world to come is is a glimmer, a, a reflection of the level of God called Shechina, the divine presence, which dwells within creation. So since Shechina, this level of God has a certain relationship to creation, this is the level of divinity that's revealed in the world to come, which is just a kind of reflection, of course, of this level of God. The world to come was created by a single letter of God's blessed name. But in our world, through our repentance, through our good deeds, we are so close to the absolute being and essence of God, not to this pale reflection of Shechina, not to this world of one letter, but to the being and essence of God. That is what we can access in our world through our relationship with God. Similarly, we know, just as we know how much we connect to God through the study of Tyra, also, when we do with commandments, there's a blessing we make before most commandments who sanctified us with his commandments, which is implying that by giving us the ability to perform his commandments, God elevates us to his level, to the level of sanctity, to the level that completely transcends the energies, the godly energies that permeate our world. So look at God's kindness to us. Look at how God is willing to draw us so close to him. The more I reflect on God's infinite kindness to us, that he chose us to be his nation, the more I naturally have an enormous love for God. As we're told, as water mirrors a face, so does a heart mirror a heart. So this contemplation on God's enormous kindness to us, on his desire to be so close to us, on his giving us the ability to be so close to him, Contemplating this creates either intellectually generated awe and fear, love love of God, or my natural awe and love of God. Giving rise to all the various loves, uh, crying out to God, yearning to cleave to God, flashing fiery love of God, longing to expire and be one with God. All of this is coming from contemplating how much God loves me. And I see his enormous love for me in that he's bringing me, allowing me to be brought so close to him.